0: Ladies and gentlemen, now it's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> it's episode 200. This is episode oh. 200. Can you believe it? Like,
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a big deal. Like, that's a lot of episodes. Like
1: when we did 50 and then when we did 100 and then when we did 150 and everyone was like, this can't. This can't continue. I mean, come on, right? Like, you're, yeah. you're not going to just keep doing the show, and and we did. <laughs> so, take take yeah. take that. I guess, guys, welcome back to another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host, Alan Mosley. Joined as always by the number one producer in late night. It's Dave
0: Wolomowski. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Had a great day. Hung out with the family. Had some quality time. Yeah. Took a day off of work. Oh, nice. And um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's gonna be great. I'm excited. how are you doing?
1: Uh, I'm doing okay i'm I'm struggling since time change man Ugh. dude oh it's so weird yeah it's isn't it amazing how the change of an hour can have such a profound effect like on everything yeah you know, on, on in your whole and you know the thing is is that we we got a lot of stuff to cover tonight and I don't really have a time to do a whole segment on the whole like daylight savings time <laughs> thing but i I did want to say something about it and that was is that it's the time changing that's the worst, right? Either way, whether you're springing forward or you're falling back, it's just awful. Um, but if we're going to stop time change, we really ought to stay on standard time, right? Like it's it's called standard time because it's standard time. We, we should make sense. We shouldn't be daylight savings time forever. It should be standard time. Um, so, of course, what do you think the government's going to do after after hearing the pleas of everyone <laughs> forever that there shouldn't be time change? They finally decide that they want to stop time change. And what do they want to do? They want to make it permanent daylight savings time. Of course. Like, why? Why would they do it? Are any- they
0: really talking about that?
1: Yeah, they are really talking about that. Um, and I'll tell you what. It, it kind of makes me mad because let, let me tell you, like, this is my take on it. It's a redistribution of sunlight from the working class who have to get up in the morning, right? Who have to actually get up in the morning, go to work, uh, mm-hmm. kids that get up early to go to school, whatever. And and they take that hour and they give it to kind of what I refer to as the laptop class. The people who are working from an office or, or from home, um, they do a lot of their business and consumerism at night. They don't, you know, they're not getting up at the crack of dawn, mm-hmm. right? Like those people wouldn't know what a day's work was if it hit them in the face. Um but I've I've got a way for you to discuss this with your leftist neighbor. Are you ready? When you <laughs> yeah, when ready. your leftist neighbor says, I'm so glad they're stopping time change, I'm glad we're gonna stay in daylight savings time forever. I like having that extra hour of sun in the evening. This is what you tell them. Yeah. But what effect is that gonna have on climate change?
0: Oh, and just let them stew in that. Yeah, and then they're going to be
1: thinking, "Oh, that's right. That's a whole extra hour.
0: Yeah. We're going to literally
1: cook." Mm-hmm. Yeah. See. Uh. Got him. Yeah. Right. We 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 should have Left a wing destroyed. We should have a got him graphic. <laughs> we should have a logics and facts graphic. I feel like. All right. Um. You know what? Whether it's the grocery store or the gas pump or any number of other places. Americans are concerned about inflation. I bet you guys have noticed inflation up there, haven't you?
0: Yeah, yeah. everything's either getting more expensive or smaller. Or yeah. Gas is insane. Yeah. Yes. Um, But don't you worry, Dave. We've got
1: elected Ooh. leaders like Vice President Kamala Harris on the scene. Do we have a picture That's of good. Kamala Harris, by the way? Yeah, here it is. Yeah, there she is. Oh, I never that's, that never gets old. It, it really doesn't. <laughs> um, but but the reason why I bring her up is, is that she was asked recently about. Sh- how should people be prepared to deal with inflation and what is the government going to do to fix the problem here? Take a look.
0: And if I can ask you, Madam Vice President, President Biden has said that Americans will feel some pain for the sake of defending freedom and liberty. But there does seem to be no end game in sight. How long should Americans expect? How long should we be bracing for um, this really sort of um, historic inflation and some unprecedented gas prices? Sure.
1: In terms of uh, the discussions that the president Johannes and I had, they ranged in subject, including
0: the issue of the Black Sea, and I'll let him explain in more detail as he would like. Uh, But we are, again, fully aware
1: and apprised, because we are in constant communication with the president, with
0: his administration here, about the concerns that they have about the entire region, and frankly, the vulnerability. All you have to do is look at the map. Was that the right video? What? <laughs> I think it, it seemed like something got spliced in there.
1: Y- yeah. Well, so, yes, yeah, so, <laughs> something got spliced in there. Am I right? Dealing with Kamala Harris. Um, but I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to go to bat for, for Officer Kamala today because really, if you think about it, she's got a lot on her plate and it's, it's kind of unfair to expect so much from her because they're sitting here asking her questions about inflation when she's over there in Europe trying to prevent World War Three, right? If they keep shoving so much in her face, she'll blow it. But it wouldn't be the first time.
0: No. She's had issues before. Taking that
1: whole load on at once. It's too much to swallow. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't read the notes ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we best be getting on, I think. I think, <laughs> I think that's But if you're wondering to yourself, wait a minute, she's only the VP. Where's President Biden yeah. during all this? He's actually back home in the States dealing with an important societal ill. Biden addressed yeah. reporters just today about a new quote civil rights initiative to target those who would blackmail others by taking pictures or filming people without their consent. Take a look at this.
2: So we established a new civil rights, a new civil rights cause of action for those whose intimate images were shared on the public screen. How many times have you heard, I'll bet everybody knows somebody somewhere along the line, that in an intimate relationship what happened was the guy takes a revealing picture of his naked friend or whatever in a compromising position. And then, literally, in
0: sense, blackmails or, or, or mortifies that person. Send it out. Put it online.
1: Boy, we've all been there, haven't we?
0: Oh man, if I had a nickel.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's we're we're living in the future. It's current year. <laughs> Everybody out there's got mm-hmm. a got a cell phone, got a camera, and you you, you got to be on your best behavior. You don't know when when someone could be watching. Um, but I tell you what. Uh, some rascal hitting you when you're down. You know what I'm saying? Like, they always catch you at your worst moment. Yeah. Uh, and then using those images to kind of take advantage of you. That has to be the most despicable thing that a person can do. I know this really mm-hmm. hits close to home with the Biden family. Oh.
0: <laughs> I see. <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
1: There's there's been this thing I've been thinking a lot lately, which is if you if you don't want to have trouble with a thing, then don't do the thing. Mm-hmm. And you could use that turn of phrase a million times. Like if you're Thaddeus Russell and you don't want to be accused of being pedophile apologist, don't apologize for pedophiles. If you're if you're Hunter Biden and you don't want to be accused of being a Ukrainian puppet that is a crack smoker, then mm-hmm. don't don't do those things don't do the yeah. things that you're doing. Like, I mean, it really at the end of the day is, I'm not saying that it's right, like, right, like I'm not saying it's, it's, it's ethically right for you to like, capture people in compromising positions, but for all the people who have ever been caught in a compromising position, you have to ask yourself, what am I doing here Banging these mm-hmm. Russian hookers with
0: my crack pipe. Yeah, yeah. Give me a little introspection. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> I feel like I feel like we cut ourselves off from so much potential audience. You know what I'm saying? But but we <laughs> but we, we got to speak truth to power. We got to do yeah. it.
0: Uh, it's going to hit close to home for a lot of our friends. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know what guys we've got a great show for you planned tonight uh michael bolden of the 10th amendment center is going to be our guest later this evening immediately following tonight's show is another episode of it's way too late with alan mosley right after the conclusion of this show we will be back with the meal of the week and the viewer mail right after this commercial break don't go away You know, baseline, though. you know what we forgot to talk about in, in the monologue? I know, I do, as soon
0: as you said it, that. Yep. But why didn't you tell me before? God! I'd already jumped ahead in the notes. I,
1: all right, all right, guys. I, I scrolled down. June 4th is the date for the It's Too Late 4th Annual, 4th Annual It's Too Late Live Show, hosted by yours truly, as well as David Mary of yeah. Liberty Late Night at the Private Bonhocker Computer Club, that's south of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, we're going to have a ton of food, there's going to be live entertainment, we're going to do a live Production of "It's Too Late" with Alan Mosley. I mean, they're all live. It's you're just not here, right? Like, yeah. Like, I don't know if that's really a selling point. Like, oh, you're going to see a live show, and they're like, we don't we see that every Wednesday? Wednesday? It's going to be liver. Yeah, it's going to be the most livest show you've ever seen in your mm-hmm. goddamn life. Yeah, probably leave that part out of the marketing yeah. too. Yeah, we it should won't be on the post. We should talk about our marketing. I think, but not not now, but just in yeah. general. <laughs> marketing. Speaking of marketing, let me tell you about tonight's sponsor, packcrest Crest Botanicals, which you can get at their website, which is patcrestbotanicals.com. Promo code all one word, it's too late for 30% off of your 30% off of your CD, CBD products. Take a look at this. You've got you've got everything. You've got you've got topical ointments, you've got uh, herbal teas. Of course, obviously you've got CBD oils like Ascend here and also the Blue Dream. Show show people that can you can you, can you... Oh, this is always my favorite I love this so much How close can it get to my eye before I lose my shit? Yes. All right, oh, I, yeah. okay that's that's how you do I, it. You drop I, it right into. I, your I think eye. I smelt some of it, and now I burn a little. You're you're not supposed to. You're not if this <laughs> this isn't an eye drop. Like I I Gosh. don't want you to labor under the misadventure. Maybe tempted, yeah. <laughs> um, I tell you what, this has actually helped me a lot with my sleep schedule until daylight savings time then it's just nothing can help us now yeah <laughs> we were discussing that right before the show started but about about something <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, about something else entirely that line comes up a lot in the pre show you got gummies which well you, i mean i used to have gummies my gummies are gone but you can get gummies to to help your sleep help your energy levels it's, it's fantastic that's patcrestbotanicals.com. promo code it's too late for 30% off. 30. It's amazing. 30. It's ridiculous. Like, most times it's like 5 or 10% yes. off or whatever, or like free shipping. Yeah. No, 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 no. 30% off. You can't beat that crap. All Incredible. right. Uh, on that note, I, Dave. Yes, Alan. Well, I'm so glad you're here to answer when I... All right. Dave. Yes, Alan. What time is it?
0: It's time for meme of the Week
1: wasn't wasn't
0: this leaf green before i can shit without farting what but i can't fart without shitting what wait a minute that's backwards
1: wait what what <laughs> <laughs> It's so good Level that our course. audience is probably inebriated by now because they're in. A, they're not going to remember. they just. They've just glossed right over it. They're on to the next thing. Oh, um, Ryan's confirmed. I just read the chat. Yeah, there the you show. go. Um, but we do have a bonus meme. Check out the bonus meme. Oops! All war criminals. Oh, <laughs> look at Obama oh, shooting a basketball. There they are. <laughs> <laughs> Send them all to crazy. the Hague. Yep. All right. Uh after the first segment, I felt like this show was gonna go pretty good, and now I'm back on the fence. Yeah. But it's episode two it's, we- it's episode two hundred though, so it's kinda like there there should be some extra like yeah, like a punch. This is yeah. this is a milestone. These guys still do this dumb shit, you know? <laughs> um speaking of dumb shit, let's uh let's answer some viewer mail. Oh. Big <laughs> way. Oh this one. Uh... It's part of the show where Alan answers questions from the same people. You
2: you got got to get back.
0: How long could it go on?
1: Do you remember when I told people that the first person to go to the private community group and paste a copy of, of that text would get a free mm. Amazon gift card. Mm-hmm. And then it was I remember. Then it was you. <laughs> it was. You I feel like that's kind of cheating. Like because you're like you're on the scene <laughs> and so here I am putting together a yeah. sweepstakes and you're you're like you're a part of the sweepstakes yeah. like writing down. Yeah, that's usually in the rules, you know, that
0: uh, yeah. anyone. Yeah. You know, luckily we don't have rules here. Yeah,
1: like employees and family members can't like yeah. have the winning ticket, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. all right anyway uh Andrew Avery writes dear Alan and Dave if you were addicted to brake fluid could you stop at any time
0: I don't know I don't know how addictive brake fluid is I I haven't really heard that
1: I feel like people who drink brake fluid is exactly our target demographic on this show
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, all right. Um, have to reach them. Yeah, Andrew, get some help. Uh, Celeste Annis writes, "Dear Alan and Dave, what kind of bread do you prefer for toast, and what do you like to put on your toast?" I mean, I mm. I always just use white bread because white is right. Oh yeah,
0: that simplifies a lot of the uh, decisions in your life, doesn't it? I mean, like. You- Pick and shampoo. Oh, a white bottle. Yeah.
1: And and why would I pick the white bottle? Because white is right. Jeez. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna quit trying to involve you in the show because it's just it's just <laughs> giving you opportunities to just whip sound effects out
0: out of nowhere. <laughs> All right. Um, what do you like to put on your toast, Dave? Uh. I can't. I usually can't find it, but I really like this this restaurant. We had it. It's called Texas Toast. So it's like yellow. It's thick. I don't know if there's a special thing for it, but it'd be like that stuff with a uh, strawberry jam. Hmm. Um. Yeah.
1: Carl says marbled rye with butter and mare lemon marmalade. Jesus, like I don't want Is a. I don't want a seventeen dollar piece of toast. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Have you seen surprises at the grocery? I don't. That's my whole budget. That sounds fancy. Yeah. Um, Brian Johnson writes, dear Alan and Dave, how many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? (laughs) I mean, I mean, (laughs) that's wow. I'm going to say all of them.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, my brain started racing as soon as I heard the question. I'm like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Like I imagine the elephant like eating the chickens and I think it would only be like one or two. It could get lodged in his throat and he's going down. Yeah. But then I'm like, do elephants even, would they even try to eat a chicken? Like,
1: yeah. But if you, okay, but if you had to kill one chicken every single time you got into your car (laughs) or (laughs) fight an elephant with a sword, which would you do?
0: Chickens. It's always the chickens. Yeah. Uh,
1: that. So that is the correct answer. Go ahead and hit us with the ding again. The, the people who are fancying themselves a warrior <laughs> that will take on anything other than a chicken in this scenario are full of shit. <laughs> they really are. Um, Susan Sherman writes, Dear Alan and Dave, how'd you like that snowstorm? It was like 75 oh. degrees here on Thursday, and then it <laughs> snowed that night. Yeah, the weather's been crazy. Yeah thats spring though is that where we're at on the show we talk about the weather and then
0: yeah yeah
1: how about how about about that rain last night after 200 <laughs>
0: episodes it's just kind of like you know that's that's the hard punching we're doing for episode 200 yeah. how about that rain it was yeah okay, out of nowhere yeah
1: <laughs> um no one's ever gonna be a guest on the show ever again you know that right
0: the list is quickly dwindling. Yeah.
1: Well, the, the thing is, the thing is, okay. Just a quick meta comment. I I said in the private community group, hey, give me some suggestions of some new guests you've never seen on the show before. And I basically got no suggestions. And it occurred to me, it's not because it's not because they don't want to see new guests. It's because they realize the people currently associated with the show are the only ones that would dare to do so. If you're if you're not already ruined by having had your name and likeness on this program, you're not going to do that to yourself. That's stupid. yeah it's slowly sinking in yeah all right kamala um eric eli writes dear alan and dave what items are acceptable to throw at people still wearing masks now you know the thing is you you shouldn't you shouldn't throw things at people things are valuable it's a nap violation oh yeah Yeah, that's why oh yeah oh yeah net violation that's right dave um (laughs) Yeah, we don't, we don't, something, something, don't condone violence. Yeah. Uh, if you see something, say something. Um. Love your neighbor, you know, per- personable. Yeah. Yeah. We're all the emotes. We used to have people in the chat that would share emotes like personable and problematic. And now they just, now they just talk about what they're throwing at people like D size batteries. Ooh. You see that over there? Ooh, those are wicked. Yeah. There we go. All right. Um, that it, but that it is true though that if you put some oranges in a sack and beat your wife with it, it won't leave marks. So just throwing that—that that true? I, I, find out. I don't know. Um, Aaron, uh, e- Aaron, our Twitch mod, gonna conduct an experiment. Our Twitch mod, Aaron Kintner writes, dear Alan and Dave, oh. what is your favorite fast food chicken sandwich? Oh boy, we're gonna oh. we're gonna divide the community here. Dave, what is your mm. favorite fast food chicken sandwich?
0: You know, I don't. I don't usually go for a chicken sandwich. If it is, it's like something cheap, like a dollar menu, like Wendy's chicken sandwich. But my favorite would probably be, obviously, the Lord's chicken.
1: Oh, Chick-fil-A. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, Anna K.'s favorite is Chick Fil A, so I'm kind of required to say Chick Fil A because if I say anything else, mm-hmm. then I'll just be alone the rest of my life.
0: Hmm. Forever alone. Yeah.
1: Boy, it wasn't the announcement you were expecting on episode 200, was it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, no, we're fine. Uh, as long as, as long as the, as long as the Chick Fil A is in the basket, everyone, everyone's okay. Yeah. Um, Adam Sakosin writes, "Dear Alan and Dave, do you struggle with any anxiety pre-show? You know your audience loves you, but I personally worry about your public speaking, etc. Maybe the pre-show chaos is part <laughs> of calming those jitters. I'm genuinely curious because you both are amazing at this. That's nice, isn't it?" Wow. Isn't that nice? And for episode what? 200, That's oh, really nice. I mean, Dave, we don't have we don't have any pre-show anxiety, do we? No. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> what am I even doing here? I, I don't know. I I I wish we I wish we had time to rehearse. I f- yeah. I feel like like if right now I think It was a real job. If right now we just just cut the stream, start it over from mm-hmm. the beginning. It'd probably be great. Yeah, I don't know, man Bolden wouldn't be back, but it would be great okay. <laughs> I don't know he's he's over there somewhere just hanging out waiting on us. um he's in the, the he's room. in the green room, yeah um Adam, <laughs> uh I don't know if anxiety is the word for it. more yeah. my my self loathing over over arches everything else, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get much anxiety, but it, a lot of panic. There's a lot of panic. Uh Gary Dykstra writes during on a date. If you had to give up one of these beverages, which one would it be? Iced tea, hmm. soda, be- or beer. That's an easy one for so me, but it seems soda. very difficult iced for you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't drink a lot of iced tea. I don't want to drink soda, but it's, it's way better than iced tea. Yeah. But for, for my health, I'd give up soda. That's, that's good.
1: I like how for your health, you're giving up soda, not the thing that's actually killing you right now. Oh, no. Yeah. That was yeah. out of the, I took that out of the equation. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I would take out beer because I, I literally don't drink beer. So it's like, it's not even, yeah, it's not even a challenge. Change your life. Yeah. Um, you know there was a, there was an old quote by Walter Williams, who's who's passed on now, but I mean he 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 lived to be like eighty something years old, so it's not like he died young. And and one of his famous yeah. quotes was is that if you die with clean lungs, that means you didn't smoke enough. And if you die with a clean liver, that means you didn't drink enough. And if you die with a clean heart, that means you didn't eat enough cheeseburgers. Oh, and that's how I like that. Uh, yeah, that's how I live. Just walking that line. Yeah. yeah. Um Carl Huber writes, Dear Carl, Jesus Christ. We we still have to catch up with Carl. Like we're still running to catch up with Carl to this very day. <laughs> All right, anyway. Uh Carl Huber writes, Dear Alan and Dave, why is spicy the only flavor your asshole can taste?
0: That's an incredible question. <laughs> it is imagine, imagine if you could imagine if you could feel sour on the way out. That'd be just pucker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, the, I don't. Yeah, I don't feel just, comfortable dealing with questions <laughs> that have the phrase "asshole can taste" in it. <laughs> so, so I think we're we're gonna move on. Um, Jonathan Carranza writes, "Dear Alan and Dave, what is your favorite flavor of ramen? Do you, do you eat a lot of ramen?" <laughs> um i know you're thinking about I, assholes it's yeah, okay
0: I, take a moment to compose yourself. that kind of got lost yeah. in that last question no um <laughs> yeah we we have it in the house we have just the, the you know the little dollar yeah packs of uh top top i always say raymond just to piss everybody off but yeah they they only eat chicken so that's all we eat I'll, I'll try them all. They're all kind of the same to me, just salty. See,
1: okay, so chicken, chicken is basically the only one I would eat in college because I I tried the beef. The beef just tastes like anthrax, and mm. like I know that I know that there's like a couple of other flavors, but the chicken, the chicken was good.
0: Oriental shrimp. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the answer is chicken, but I on God, I haven't had ramen in probably like sixteen years. I bet it's been a long time. Wow. Yeah. Um. These are some retarded questions. Have you noticed that? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um. Ryan Seifert writes, "Dear Alan and Dave, yeah, just just <laughs> go ahead and buckle up." Ryan's question: <laughs> um, right. What do you look forward to roasting by the fire most this spring? Marshmallows, bread, your brain, the bottom of your shoes, or your friends and family? I feel like Ryan has a weird concept of what the June 4th event's going to be like.
0: Oh. I don't know. I I've, I've heard some stuff. Yeah. Mostly from you. Kind of scares me. Yeah, well, I mean.
1: <laughs> but you're but you're behind the scenes. Like I like you don't have anything to worry yeah. about. You're But but in the future when we're at our trial at the Hague, they're going to be saying to you, you know, just be oh. just be like just because it was your job, that's not an excuse. I was just following orders. Yeah. I don't Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Lauderio writes, "Dear Alan and Dave, do the Ides of March give you pause?"
0: No, it took me forever to know what that means. I don't. Yeah, you know, I took. I don't really. No, actually, took Latin back in
1: school, and I still didn't give a shit what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't matter. I don't like March, though. I don't like this month. Because it's the, it's the month really? of the year, especially in this part of the country where during the day it's, it's sunny and the inside of your car mm. gets to 90 degrees, but then at night it's like freezing oh. and you're and so you don't know how to, you don't know how to deal with it. Like you, you go out in the morning with like a jacket yep, and then in the afternoon you're like, it's like the Sahara. I hate
0: that. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah. yeah I hate yeah, that. Cause like I, I go to work really early and I'll wear like a jacket and a hat cause it's chilly out and I don't look at the news. And then I go out, and it's too cool for a T-shirt, but I can't wear the jacket anymore. The hats out of the question. Yeah,
1: it's weird. <clears throat> uh, Jeremy Hale writes, "Dear Alan and Dave, how many French toast sticks constitutes a bundle?" Um, I don't know. Let's let's count them. Let's see what happens. You got it. Okay. Got it. Yeah. How many is that? Well, there's that was a lot. That is a lot. I'm gonna. I feel like it shouldn't. Like forty-five. I feel <laughs> like it shouldn't be that many. That's, that does seem like a lot yeah i don't know um I got it. but they don't let you never I'm, never mind <laughs> okay um, <laughs> and and finally this evening uh Marilyn Wilimowski writes dear allen and dave oh if you were traveling from new york city to la tomorrow what mode of transportation would you use plane train or automobile um mm. y'all planning any trips dave not that I know of. Oh. Is Mary <laughs> planning a trip?
0: That's the question. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, LA. Ah, yuck.
1: I mean, Mary, if you've got access to like the family bank card, you know, treat yourself. Go use a plane. Mm. If actually, in all seriousness, I would take a car because I mean, I, I'm not like, I'm not going to fly. I'm not going yeah. to go through TSA. I'm not going to wear a mask. Yeah. I'm not going to do all that crap. Um, and I mean, I guess like, trains is basically the same right like isn't it basically the same on yeah. trains so i'd love to go cross country on a train see fun. i i would too but but it's also shitty so it's like you're doing you're doing something shitty for
0: the experience mm-hmm. right oh yeah, yeah yeah maybe not all the way across the country That'd, yeah it might get old yeah
1: yeah boy i'm too old for that i used to love road trips and now it's like if i drive more than about two and a half hours i just I just give up just wherever I'm at. That's my new home. This is where I live now. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, that's it. Uh, best be moving on. I want to remind people that uh, at the conclusion of tonight's show, we're, we're going to take like a three minute break. And then there's going to be an episode of it's way too late with Alan Mosley uh, featuring a very special birthday boy. Oh, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, it's going to be fun. But before we get to there. We're going to be right back after this commercial break with Michael Bolton of the 10th Amendment Center. Stick around. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at info at alanmosley.tv. Don't you, do you have a drum set? I do. I right do. Behind God. Me, right behind me. You should you should play the breaks. You should like you should come back from the commercial break and you should be there like uh Mike Max uh what's his face was on Conan O'Brien back head, in the day. Max. Max. Max Weinberg? Was that Weinberg? Weinberg. Yeah, not We're 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 getting distracted. All right, let's let's bring it back in. <laughs> Our guest this evening is the founder and executive director of the Tenth Amendment Center, which you can find at their website right here. That's Tenth Amendment Center. Michael Bolden! Welcome back to the show! Episode 200, 200,
2: baby! baby. Episode
1: 200. Mike, do you remember me asking you like a year or so, or maybe two years ago, Hey, I should fly you out. You should come out for the live show. Well, it's live, so that we're halfway there. Yeah, I tried to ignore this request as well,
2: but uh, somehow somehow you... Yeah, i've got me. in my I've notes got in a notes things, that things, things that i wanted to talk about are you down yeah of course are you kidding? okay uh, okay uh, i, I, I want to talk I, about being talk part, about being about the part, being part of the laptop class, class? okay Go on. Uh, Cross country uh, train, train ride. Yeah. And most and importantly, importantly, we have to cover, have to ramen, cover ramen, which I just which which I had, just three, days had three, days three days ago.
1: Okay. So for people who don't know, you're really missing out if you don't. Everyone, I know, I know that our whole audience follows the Tenth Amendment Center already, but some people might only follow the Tenth Amendment Center and not and not follow at Michael Bolden, and so they don't see all of these just just picturesque views of this exotic cuisine. This man eats ladies and gentlemen wow he, wow he knows he knows how to dine and so i know that you could probably teach me a thing or two about ramen what I, the only ramen i've ever had was the was the stuff you get in little packets off the store shelves when i was in college and made like 15 cents an hour what are what are you talking about when you say ramen
2: First, I think. First, I think we should consider the idea, consider the idea, idea of a country, country train trip. Train trip. Okay. Back, back the, when uh, the, the whole TSA, whole TSA body, body scan, scan protest, protest started, started. I thought I it would be really, really cool. cool. I was, I was speaking, speaking at, at the Liberty, Liberty Forum in New Hampshire. Event. Event. Uh, this is a Free state project annual event. event. It's like it's not pork fest, which is more than party event. This is like their kind of. Indoor, indoor conference, conference there. They're kind, of, kind of featured, featured one, one every, every year. year. And, I and I thought, oh, yeah, yeah I'm going sh- to stick it to them. them. I'm, I'm going to take, take an, an Amtrak, Amtrak, and, and I'm then I'm going to blog about it. Not I'm not going to have to go have through, to go through TSA. TSA. of course, course it's very easy, easy at the time to get on a train. No one lessed you. Pretty cool. Blah, blah, blah. I went with two other people, one being my lovely partner now of 18 years, Sarah. And she was game to go with us. Thought it was going to be really fun. But it's a 70-hour trip, 70 hours Wow. from Los Angeles to Boston. Ooh. You couldn't get all the way to New Hampshire. I got to visit my sister in Boston, and she did tell me as soon as I walked in, which, which the, I guess this is the big problem with being on an Amtrak for the beautiful scenery across country, is that the body begins to smell really, really <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> After a few dozen hours. Yeah. And by 70, it doesn't matter. You it is no one wants to be anywhere close to you. I walked into her house in Boston, she says, you know, she says, Hi to Sarah. I love you. Great to see you. But you, you're not touching anything until you get in the shower. Wow. <laughs> so it was the last time that'll ever happen? Yeah. Oh, and I also met my buddy who I had not seen. So I was posting about this on social, talking about how, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to do this kind of beat the system kind of thing. Right. And a buddy of mine that I hadn't heard from in a couple of years, he messages me and he says, oh, yeah, dude, I'm living in Chicago. You said you're doing a uh, you know, I had to change trains in Chicago. I had a half of a day in Chicago and he says, you know, we should meet up this guy, Teddy. And so we met up in downtown Chicago and I'm like, dude, where have you been for the last like two, three years? He's like, well, I didn't want to tell anybody and I haven't, I kind of been hiding, but I was desperate for a job and I took a job as a supervisor with the TSA at O'Hare airport. Wow.
1: You know, it's, so it's funny that you, that you mentioned that phrase in there. There's, there's certain things. That I mean, at least if you're one of these assholes like me, who's like, you know what, I'm not wearing a mask and
2: talking about smell. Yeah. Talking about the asshole taste. Yeah. On a train, an asshole is going to be even worse.
1: <laughs> well, I think that's about all the time we have for tonight. Mike, thanks. Uh, thank you guys yeah. for joining
2: me. Follow me at, at Michael Bolden yep. on Twitter and uh, <laughs> yeah. have a great night. All
1: right. So so anyway. I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to go through TSA. I understand that there's people who they have to deal with those things because it's just – it's not practical to ride a train across the country every time they they have to go somewhere. It is not. Um, but but you 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 had that little turn of phrase in there of there there are certain things that you just you just can't do anymore or you don't get to do anymore and and this is something yep. Annika and I have talked about a lot very recently which is I mean just a few years ago even we had talked about oh we're we're going to get married where do you want to go on your on our honeymoon what are some things we want to do what are some things we want to do with our lives at this point in our lives before maybe we settle down somewhere more permanently and and now. It's like so many of those types of plans have just gone totally out the window because, because she, she knows and loves me enough to know that there are certain things I'm just not going to do because I'm just, I'm, I'm just not going to do it. Uh, and it's just such a shame because I feel like from a market standpoint, aren't there lots of people out there that are not doing things that they would have been doing and how that affects, how that ripples out endlessly, things that will, ways in which we'll never understand because people are choosing to opt out.
2: Here's an interesting example, and I don't know if this is an, a choice to opt out, but to me, and on a more serious note, one of the things that really pissed me off the most about the whole COVID scenario and the shutdowns, and I live in downtown Los Angeles in a neighborhood called Little Tokyo, which is the largest Japanese population in the country. So we can talk about ramen in a minute, and uh, but we have had tons of little nice locally owned small business coffee shops in the neighborhood, five or six of them within two to three blocks. So you just stop in, you get to know the people who work there. I got to know a number of them around the neighborhood and they're always, it's just kind of a nice atmosphere. You see artists, uh, bike messengers, all kinds of stuff going on rather than your normal kind of chain location. But during this whole shutdown, none of these businesses could afford to stay open and one by one, Every single one of them went out of business. But I'll tell you who didn't go out of business is Starbucks. And there are literally three Starbucks. One in my building, one one block from my building and another one two blocks from my building. Those made it fine. It's the big corporate, the big money people. You know, they talk about how inflation really is uh, this horrible tax on the poor people or taxing a firearm affects the people who need it the most. And so did the shutdown, the people who really, really, really needed it to be able to stay in business were put out of business and the ones who could weather the storm were the corporate people like the Targets, the Walmarts, the Starbucks and stuff like that too. But that's a side note. Were we going to talk about ramen?
1: Uh, yeah, we can talk about ramen. I was actually just going to say really <laughs> quick since you brought that up is that, I mean, that that really hits close home to home to me. I, I, I know you know this, that, you know, my old producer, Blake and I, we were managing yep. a studio that we that we rented out for private events. And then we also would go out and do a lot of audio video stuff for events, concerts, things like that, Um, and in this part of the country, like in south-southern middle Tennessee, the initial lockdown didn't last very long, but it lasted long enough, and it, and it hurt us. It, I mean, we're it's no longer there. The studio's gone. We we that business no longer is is around, um, which was like eighty five percent of my income. So thanks a lot, everybody. Uh, but but the point being was it wasn't just oh well you know you're reopened now so just go get all no. your customers back. It's not that simple because not
2: only yeah because business patterns yes. of the of the market have changed. So once people stop doing mm-hmm. stuff. They've changed their habits. They've changed their lifestyle, especially over a period. And I'm sure in Tennessee, like even six months can change uh, market patterns. Here in Southern California, it is two plus years for sure. And as people have adapted to how they do live their daily life, it, it's not like flipping a switch and all of a sudden it's like everybody goes back. No, more and more of those businesses will probably go under over time. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I
1: actually, I got interviewed for a, a music magazine, which is weird. I haven't, I haven't been in the music scene for a long time, but, uh, the, but the point of the interview was, is that I, I, of course, obviously I lament what happened to us. It it sucks, you mm-hmm. know, and, and you try to move on, but it wasn't just that, you know, we, I mean, we had a calendar filled up with appointments with, with customers, uh, having dates reserved all the way through to like June, July, August and all those events are gone. Do do those people reschedule of 2020? back in
2: 2020? Yeah. Um and Oh, and just the cost literally the cost of refunding yes. is is quite a bit too. So like if you're process for businesses that process a credit card if you do a $1000 transaction you've got a 3% fee. Who's paying that back? No one is. And now we're seeing how expensive those uh free stimmy checks are mm-hmm. with yep. you know they say they say it's like 7 8% but I I was listening to a Peter Schiff podcast recently, and he talks about how, and I've heard this many times over the years, how they actually calculate the inflation rate differently than they used to, and they calculate the unemployment rate differently than they used to, if they use the same calculations that they did in let's say like 1985 or supposedly the last time it was this bad or whatever it was, it's actually far worse than anything any of us have ever lived under, but they just kind of just changed the accounting, just like they changed definitions of words and stuff. And all of a sudden one war criminal can call the other war criminal. And then we only think there's one war criminal instead of all of them being war criminals. Well, so it's a double whammy because not only are individual
1: customers not, uh, reorganizing to have these events that were taken off the schedule because they don't have any money right because they're looking at their checkbook and they're looking right. at the economy thinking oh god i can't be spending a disposable income i don't know what's going to happen next but the worst part yep. of it was michael was we used to do a lot of business for uh, local nonprofits and charity and benefit events and concerts uh like for example the um the the relay for life, you know, they would do the the, the marathons and stuff to raise money for like oh, breast cancer yeah. and things you like that. You guys would do like
2: the after party or something. So, and- yeah, so
1: we so we would facilitate, you know, the speaking engagements, the audio. Sometimes oh, they would have concerts wow. and things. And the thing is, is that those weren't just canceled in 2020; they're gone. They're gone. The committees, because a lot of a lot of these big you probably are fully aware of this. A lot of these national organizations have local volunteers who do do all the stuff in the local area. The the national group ain't sending a crew down to set up a, a a relay for life in your county. Your county has to do it or it doesn't happen. And you know what? All those committees are gone and they're not coming back and people can't even begin to reckon with that. It's gone.
2: Yeah, I don't think we're going to see how distorted the market was forced to be or is forced to be still to this day for probably many more years. And, of course, we'll just blame the greedy corporations or something like that. Let's talk about fun stuff. Okay, though, right? Well, right? Episode two hundred. Yeah, it is episode 200. I don't I should have a special hat on or something?
1: Well, I had I had like four things in my notes that I mean they're not necessarily fun, but they're not necessarily super serious. But would you? Like,
2: well, yeah, what do you uh, Would uh, you rather
1: just get rid of that and talk about ramen? I mean that's fine. It's whatever.
2: I mean, you said packaged really ramen, and I'm thinking yeah. man, I've literally only ever had like I just had Hakata ramen, Hakata ramen. What what is on that? Us. What does that mean? It's a it's a like a pork bone broth or tonkatsu is a pretty standard my favorite really is um and i can't think of the name of it it's like this regional one, tokushima tokushima style it's like a 16 hour pork bone broth with like a deep soy sauce and it. it's so so good package ramen is a total different story than actual japanese ramen
1: um just as a as a random side note, I think Dave and I are both kind of like on a weight loss challenge. We we want to be less less fat, disgusting pieces of shit. So you're really helping. Yeah, that's out.
2: why ramen is so great. It's so filled with sodium that you feel like you're full, and you're really not. And then you just pass out.
1: Oh, okay. Loading, right? yeah. But but what what about like the people that have high blood pressure? Isn't that bad to have all that sodium? Oh
2: yeah, I mean, I'm part of the laptop class. All I care about is me.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I've all I've always known that. Uh, let me let me read you a tweet really quick, and I want to get your okay. response on it. Almost 40 years ago, a certain senator from Delaware was the first to co-sponsor what became the Comprehensive Crime Control Act of 1984, which established a federal asset forfeiture program called Equitable Sharing. Who on earth are they talking about? Oh man, man, that's what is this tweet? Is it up on the screen? Oh, no, I think it, I already reported it for misinformation. <laughs>
2: nice. I was wondering why I was banned. Yeah, I was doing some research. I've done a lot of work uh, for 10th Amendment Center on civil asset forfeiture. And so we cover I mean, the short version. They they basically charge property with a crime. They steal the stuff. And like Lysander Spooner warned, you know, the government is like kind of like a highway robber. Uh, but this is really how they really do it. They they charge property with a crime. You have to prove that the property wasn't used for criminal gain and you almost never get it back or they make it so difficult that the average person can't get it back. But there's also a federal program called equitable sharing. And this is actually a tool. So as civil asset forfeiture has gotten a lot of opposition on both left and right, which is kind of a weird thing, uh, but it does. And so a number of states have been reforming this. And the feds created their own program all the way back in the 80s. And every time I look into one of these old police state programs, I know I shouldn't be surprised, but I find Joe fucking Biden's name on this. This guy was the first co-sponsor of this Comprehensive Crime Control Act of 1984. Sure, it was signed by the great conservative Ronald Reagan, so he was garbage too. And it established this program that is that if the state's restrict civil asset forfeiture or end it saying you can only lose your property. If we can prove that you gain that property through criminal activity. And then again, I'm opposed to that in many situations too, because a lot of the stuff they say is criminal shouldn't be on the books anyways, but that's a side discussion. So let's say a state restricts it. Then if the cops still want to steal your car or your boat or your house or your cash or whatever it may be, they just call up their buddy in the ATF, or the DEA, their federal partners is what they call them, and they say, you know, this seems to be a drug case, and drugs are illegal on a federal level, so now this is a federal case. Do you guys want to take the lead on this? The ATF or the DEA will always take the lead. The local cops still do the investigative work. They still do most of the the grunt work on the ground. The feds take the case. They prosecute it. They take the property. They uh, run it through some processing. They keep 20% of the property and give 80% percent back to the local law enforcement so it's really an end run around state restrictions on civil asset forfeiture it's a way to nationalize local police to give them incentives to do federal enforcement and run federal programs for the feds because they don't have the person power to pull it off on their own Hey, while you were running
1: your mouth just now, Mike Meharry sent me a message <laughs> that said, uh, Bolden told me he's gracing you with an appearance. You should feel honored. He's not doing much in interviews these days. I think he's really happy you gave him the night off. Who did I give the night off? Oh, Meharry.
2: I did not, actually. Oh, he's just doing something so, uh, else. I think I think you just busted him. Oh,
1: actually. oh, oh, shit. Okay. Uh, Drama. Yeah. Uh, so so moving on to a related subject, I know that you were up in arms on Twitter recently talking about this uh, Second Amendment sanctuary bill that recently got passed in the state of Wyoming. And you were mad because you said it's fake. It's bullshit. It's not actually going to, in effect, do anything.
2: Like almost all of them, yeah. Well, hold on.
1: I I, I haven't really told my audience at any great length about this particular project I'm working on for some oh. for tin pot think tank that wants me to work on their we're website. We're going to do
2: this in six and a half minutes.
1: Yeah, right. And here's the thing. I, I keep on pouring over all these different articles these jokers have written about all this different legislation. And, and there's a theme, which is every other bill is we're passing this bill because we're trying, we're trying to get to the meat of it. We're, this is, this is going to set us up to really drive the point home. But then the update is, well, but then they pass this bill and the, the cop lobbies and the Republicans got their, got their mittens on it. And now it doesn't actually do anything but look good for the reelection campaign. So what happened in the state of Wyoming and why does this keep happening?
2: Well, Wyoming, there was uh, two bills that were introduced this year, one called the Second Amendment Preservation Act, which was modeled after legislation that we backed for eight years that finally got signed into law in Missouri this last year. It's such a good piece of legislation that the DOJ is suing the state to try to stop it. And actually, I don't think they're actually trying to stop it. They're suing the state to try to stop other states from copying them. Because now what we're hearing is like, oh, we should wait to do this in Iowa or we should wait to do this in West Virginia because we want to see how this lawsuit plays out. And it's a garbage lawsuit. It's really poorly done. But basically their complaint is, well, it's severing relationships between Missouri state and local law enforcement and the ATF. And I'm thinking like, oh, okay, you're complaining about that. That means it's doing exactly what we've wanted it to do since day one. So this is a very positive thing happening in Missouri, restricting enforcement of federal gun control. The federal ATF has only 5,100-ish employees for the whole country about a third of them are in, in administration and so like there 3,500 or so enforcement agents can only close between eight and 10,000 cases per year. That's eight to 10,000 too many. But if you think about it this way, if there was like maybe 10 or 11 million short short-barreled shotguns that were unregistered illegal, according to the NFA, the national firearms act of 1934, there's zero chance the feds would be able to make a dent in that. So if the people resist in large scale and then the states opt out, of enforcement or helping the feds enforce, that's how you nullify something in practice and effect. So there was a bill copying that filed in Wyoming last year. Last year, all all 23 sheriffs in the state signed a letter opposing it. They did not want to be restricted from their ability to help the federal government go after the bad guys. So the same bill was filed this year and then a watered-down version of it that just says hey, we're going to not enforce anything. We're going to stop you from enforcing things that are unconstitutional restrictions on the right to keep and bear arms. That's literally what it says in the legislation. In other words, stop doing what you're supposedly already not doing right now. So it's not going to have any impact. And of course, they choose to move forward with that piece of legislation. Unfortunately, our great friends at Gun Owners of America got all on board with that bill, because I don't know... It's nice to see some gun groups get on board with 10th Amendment legislation that we've been working on for about a decade, but I don't think they actually grasp the strategy. So unfortunately, that bill is now to the governor's desk. And they've passed a Second Amendment Protection Act in Wyoming that the only thing it's going to do is protect the status quo. It'll allow full enforcement of federal gun control to continue in Wyoming. And we should know that last year, all 23 sheriffs opposed the bill because it was going to sever relationships with the ATF, just like is happening in Missouri today, because it's the same legislation. And this year, when they went with a different version, They all supported it. So that should tell us quite a bit. Law enforcement, as a general rule, anytime we find legislation that does something to advance liberty on surveillance, on policing, on the right to keep and bear arms, constitutional carry, it's the number one opponents are always law enforcement lobby groups. And so the problem is, is the thin blue line opposes all this stuff. But the thin blue line could oppose it all they wanted if the people weren't going to let them get away with it. And I think too many people are loyal to cops before they're loyal to liberty.
1: I know we're running out of time, so we're going to do a quick lightning round. Oh, man. Lightning round. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. How many years have you been running the Tenth Amendment Center now? Five. That's not true. Come on. I thought he was— No, no, no. I thought he was like— Thirty at this point
2: <laughs> it's 2006
1: all right uh what would you say is your biggest accomplishment so far talking to you well <laughs> all right well We'll we'll badger Mahari together. This is lightning. This
2: is lightning. First thing that comes to my brain, yeah. out of my mouth.
1: You know, you know, all the kids. They really like those YouTube videos where it's like they sit in the corner of the screen and they react to a video. Me and Mahari are going to do a react uh, to your interview, and that's going to be the nice, best one. Nice. Um, nice. What's what's something you would do differently in running the Tenth Amendment in, in the last fifteen years? What's something you would have done differently? Not a single thing. It's perfect. I believe you. I I know that there might be others that are skeptical, but I believe you, and I believe that you believe that. I don't believe it, but... Okay. All right. We'll get you out of here on this one. If a smoothie is a pureed fruit made into a drink or a sludge, and it's mixed with a bunch of sugar and a bunch of crap, then is ketchup a smoothie? Yes. It is, guys. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you know Michael Bolden is a real libertarian. Michael, where can people go to support the Tenth Amendment
2: Center? 10 dot com. I actually encourage TenthAmendmentCenter dot com slash report for a very interesting, free one hundred forty eight page download that you don't have to leave your name, your email, nothing. Just download, read, learn how to do stuff, and uh, about all the work that we're doing here. Thank you so much. I love you, brother. I love you, too. You are the absolute best. Congrats on 200. This is amazing. Thanks for letting me be a part of it. Thank you so much. You're. This is why you were the perfect
1: guest for tonight. And and I know that I know <laughs> it was that, available. God damn it. Could you, would you quit just <laughs> raining on my fucking parade while we're still live on air? Could you could you just
2: once? Oh, wait, is this are we still on? Yeah oh sorry oh yeah no you're the best Alan I you know I'm so grateful for this opportunity to be able to share my thoughts with you um, I appreciate your wisdom and um, stuff yeah just
1: just for folks at home it, the moment we go to commercial break he's going to hang up the call I'm not even going to see or talk to this guy for like a year because that's about how long it was from the last one that we did guys Michael Bolton thank you so much guys we're going to be back to wrap up the show right after this commercial break don't go away oh If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. Yeah. Do, do you want to just go ahead and read the read the social media segment since you're still here during the live show? You can follow me on Twitter, it's twitter.com at Alan Mosley TV. Describe to our YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash Alan Mosley TV. Uh, I lied, everyone. I said Michael Bolden was going to hang up, but he's still here. But since you're here for the credits, I want you to tell you that we're now on Odyssey. That's Odyssey.com. It's played with Alan Mosley as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. That's thanks to Anchor FM. That's Anchor FM slash Alan Mosley TV. Michael Bolden, do you have a final thought?
2: I love you, you all. Oh.
1: Yeah, that's you, Dave. Yeah, we did we didn't set Michael up in this in this segment because we didn't think he was still going to be here. He's stalking us now. I, He's stalking I us. I
2: could now. be Dave. I'm just going to keep calling in.
1: Okay, that's fine. <laughs> have you I you know every now and then, this is this is one of the beautiful things about doing a show like this is that now on my Skype, I have this long list of contacts of people that are these that are these wonderful, intelligent, professional mm-hmm. folks that if I if I didn't do a show like this, I wouldn't have their private contact information on my skype and i gotta tell you every now and then when we jump on to do a show me and dave i think to myself i should just call someone just see what happens i'll just (laughs) just call tom woods right now and see if he answers and if so what's he gonna say
0: yeah we should make a segment
1: yeah oh that should be a weekly segment we'll just pick somebody who's online yeah we'll just call someone who (laughs) says they're online and we'll see if they answer can we order food i mean if they want They'd have to answer. They have to pick up, though.
2: Oh, I wasn't talking to you guys. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus
1: fucking Christ. Uh, in chat, they're telling—they're actually telling me in chat to not do this because that's a fantastic way to get blocked. But it'll have been worth it, though.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, to actually make the calls.
1: Yeah. Like right now, I could just while—I while, mean, we're we're running the credits, the music's playing us out. I should just pull up Skype and just. Let let me just let me just see who's on. Let's let's go check it out.
2: We'll just we'll just see. Who's Only on. boomers are on Skype.
1: Uh, we could call Kyle Anselone from the Libertarian Institute and Will Porter. They're Kyle on. Kyle uses Skype. Uh, Brian Kaplan's on. Are these
2: people who just use Skype because they're like, man, okay, I'll re-download it because Alan wants to interview me, like I just did tonight. I've been trying to get him off. Who, the-
1: who's who's Alan? <laughs> who the fuck is Alan? <laughs> Jesus Christ, where are you from? Actually, I want to correct people. Uh, someone in chat wanted you to say the words "Dodge Charger" because they th- they think you're from Boston, but you're not from Boston. You're from Wisconsin.
2: Dodge Charger. Da- yeah. From Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh heck yeah! Oh heck yeah! We're going for the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> now, no, the, that's how I grew up. The
1: Rams just won the Super Bowl. I know you were there. You, you, and Gavin Newsom and Magic Johnson. You were all there watching the Super Bowl
2: yeah made traffic kind of a pain in the ass yeah sorry about that not that i drive anywhere or go anywhere beyond like a four block radius yeah that so i'm i'm
1: like that too but i i live in the sticks as opposed to la are the blocks just much larger i mean kind of but you can you know you hear banjos out in the woods and people trying to give you meth it's 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 a totally different dynamic than chinatown i think sounds racy uh, you mean uh, Little Tokyo? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Little Tokyo. What? They're all the ah, same to me. Jesus, honey. did you not hear us talking about white being right earlier in the show?
2: So <laughs> I'm at this sushi spot this week in the neighborhood. It's in Little Tokyo. I'm getting sushi. It's a Japanese food. Mm-hmm. And I I leave. And I'm taking my takeout, and I said "arigato," which is you know kind of a courtesy thank you japanese and i probably don't say it well but i forget that a lot of the japanese restaurants are owned by koreans so was that a technically racist because the guy did not respond and he looked a little irritated well see this is (laughs)
1: this is where it gets into intent right like if you if you weren't intending to be racist and you genuinely didn't know any better is it racist
2: no it's no longer about intent okay because about what somebody else says your intent was yeah exactly
1: well cuz i mean you couldn't go to a court of law for a crime and say what your intent was right you either broke the law or you didn't so
2: i'm trying to avoid courts of law though i got a jury summons i saw that what i didn't see an update though notice of failure to respond Are we still on i mean we're still on we but they can't see just, you
1: we're we're oh, we're, we're okay, way I'm over time friendly. now thanks by the oh, way oh okay well <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: all right well we love you all bye I'm going to go order some food. Okay. Congrats on 200 for real. That's pretty amazing. Most people really, what's cool is that most people, like they try to come in hot. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily go the way they want real fast Mm -hmm. and they bail and you're still doing it.
1: Yeah. It hasn't gone the way (laughs) I've wanted for four and a
2: half years and I'm still doing it. It never does. Yeah. Nothing ever does. Yeah. But if you like what you're doing and you're doing it because you have fun, you love doing it and mm-hmm. sometimes it sucks and sometimes you hate do it doing it mm-hmm. that's what makes it awesome to me.
1: Well see, that's why I quit doing the gold standard to start doing it's too late. The gold standard was oh we're gonna we're gonna sit. this here. is much more fun. yeah, this is more fun. But you know what I've found is that libertarians don't like fun. they just want to be they just want to be miserable and talk about price gouging.
2: Yeah, or some kind of business cycle or Yeah,
1: exactly. I I I try to bring boring. I try to bring people on here and try to Actually, you know what? This is a perfect I'm not going to name any names, but there's certain people that haven't been back on the show since we switched over to It's too late. And it's not because I don't respect them and admire their contributions. It's because I think they'd be a shitty Ron guest. Paul? No, Ron Paul's great. I would have I would I would oh, But he
2: hasn't been back on he, since you switched. He
1: hasn't been back on, but you know, I I had him on the show. I I'm So grateful that he did it, but I I have such reverence for him that I feel like, yeah, I'm just going to leave him alone. Mm. Like, let him enjoy. But
2: he hasn't been on It's Too Late. He hasn't
1: been on It's Too Late, I know. But do you think. So he's not been on the show. Do you think Ron Paul would be a good guest for It's Too Late, though? Like, if I ask him if. Uh, sir- did
2: you see him on Leno the dude is amazing on late night shows I'm
1: I'm not going to I'm not going to name the guy's name but there's a guy who's the president of the Mises Institute who I tried to have back on the show and I asked him the question We'll call
2: him J uh, Jeff D
1: Yes No Jeff D is too Simpsons reference. That's too obvious let's call him J Diced um yeah, yeah nice
2: oh i'm glad you get the reference
1: yeah uh i asked him the question of if you have two lasagnas and you stack one's lasagna on top of the other is it still two lasagnas or is it just no little? it's one
2: it's one it's one giant well, exactly lasagna.
1: you understand that he lost his
2: shit and the haul was over <laughs> the reason i get some of these questions right is because i've heard you actually hmm Say oh Jesus before. Christ! I'm just trying to
1: kiss up to the host, to be honest. You've actually you. seen some of this godforsaken show? Good God! I,
2: I mean, <laughs> you tweet so much. Every now and then, I gotta, cl- I gotta click something. I tweet
1: so much. I tweet like once a week. People constantly say no. I don't tweet enough.
2: <laughs> well, I don't really have too many people that I actually look at their tweets. Mm-hmm. uh Heading to Scott Horton's house. There's Tom. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, all right. Well, amazing.
1: Yeah, this went okay, I think. Other than us being six minutes and forty-one seconds over, and the and the credits already haven't ended, and us still just sitting here in a silence. Other than that, Do you
2: actually have to stop. Do you have to stop this stream to start the next show?
1: We don't actually have to stop this stream. Like when I'm Mm done, we still have to run the credits, and then when the credits are over, we're gonna go to another little countdown timer, like you do a countdown timer before you start Path to Liberty. We're going to actually start a three minute countdown timer where me and Dave are going to go take off all of our clothes um, Oh yeah. That's and then, the part. yeah, and then put on shorts and t-shirts and then come back and do the after party. Yeah, you're missing all the I fun.
2: Only got, I only caught up to you guys were taking your pants off.
1: Yeah. yeah well, I get lost. We don't have to. We don't take our pants off. I don't wear pants when I do this show. Are you kidding? <laughs> <That's> not... <laughs> it's been a long time since I wore pants during this show. A long time. Cheeks on leather, man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, you guys rule. Seriously, thanks for having me. Thanks, buddy. Seriously, congrats on 200. Seriously, pretty cool. Thank you so much. I will I will
1: speak nice to you again you, next Likewise. March about being back on the show. <laughs> Episode 400, I'm in. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, buddy. I love Peace, you. Peace, brothers. See ya.
2: Love you, too. Bye.
1: Dave, take us to the credits. We got to get out of here.
0: All right, let's go All right. later. In silence. Yeah. Just silent credits.
1: I know there's no music. <laughs> what the fuck? What are we gonna do? I don't know. Grab your guitar. I I could grab my guitar. We can just say doo doo. Did doo-doo, did Bolden doo-doo. hang up? Yeah. He's okay. Going. We got to go change clothes, but after. Oh yeah. well, no. The credits have to roll, and then I'm gonna click the button to go to, the uh the intro scene for the next show and then we have to Yeah. I'm just gonna get started now. Yeah. Thanks for get watching. Warmed up. Yeah. It's just, it's kinda creepy without music. <laughs> yeah it is. Yeah, it's kinda weird. Ominous